on the Scott Love and Slim Jones show streaming to you today on gradio.ca, SoundCloud, YouTube, all of that jazz. It's been a while. Slim, it's been a while, man. <laughs> Stoked to be back in the studio and uh, we're sitting down with a couple of YG's finest, a few uh, few veterans and, and some of our favorites, uh, James Renton from Fire Next Time, <laughs> sorry, and uh, Mr. Ben Sir from Worst Days Down. What's up, guys? Boys, Hello. how you Hello. doing? Thank you so much for uh, coming down, getting weird, talking life with us. Eventually, oh, no, I, the, I deep, know. the deep west end, the deep dark west end. <laughs> that's right. The, uh, the abyss. S- saw them all today. Yeah, yeah there you go. I'll see them that's all probably, Yeah, that's not common for you guys. No. <laughs> you see it, you drive by it, and then you're like, I'm really glad I, I didn't go in there. I live next to it and void it like the fucking place. It's like a, a begrudging pilgrimage that you do one once a year. Except for the water park, man. The water park holds yeah. up, and I love that place. I'll always go to the water park, yeah. yeah. Sundays after getting, like, you know, getting twisted up for the weekend. <laughs> it's like Austin. In Texas, the rest of it sucks, but that's like the one. <laughs> Someone told me uh, they referred to West End as a prison the other day, and ever since they've made that reference, I just can't get it out of my head. I go in there, I'm like, it is a prison. You just you're go there around Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I still go like once or twice a year. It's just it's incre- incredibly convenient. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> got everything. Right? I'll go in there and I'll get I'll get a taco on my way in, and then you know I'll buy. A bow tie and a shirt, and then I'll get a taco on my way out. <laughs> right, <laughs> we generally kind of match match it up too. Like I feel like I'm braving it towards the mall. You want to let's let's do this. Guilty oh, pleasure, man. People watching in that place, it's pretty. It's pretty fun. <laughs> I, used to work, I used to work in the Mall of America in Minneapolis. Oh, okay, and I think I'm still kind of like traumatized from that. From like <laughs> working around Christmas time, and yeah, is that around the same size as what I said? It's bigger, smaller. It's smaller? It, it, it is smaller because it's just like one big circle. But uh, like four or five different levels. But I think I, I feel like it has m- maybe more shops. But it is is small. It's actually really well designed. Like, and then in the center is the uh, like amusement park and stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's I was cool. I always get a kick out of going to places like that because I love watching how unaware people are of their own surroundings. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, how did you get so far through life? Like, <laughs> they're just like people like 
you know, sw- going around talking to somebody <laughs> and swinging their hand and hitting someone in the face. And it's like, fuck, well, you guys are especially idiots. Especially with phones dude. now, too. Everyone had yeah. phones in their Oh, like walking into, like, the Oh, man, the, the, you know how they yeah. have, like, the mirrors, the big pillar mirrors yeah. or whatever on the side? It's totally seen some guys walking. <laughs> yeah. well, well, Kane Kane Incognito did that song, Zombie Walkers. I think that was a very <laughs> yeah. great... Uh, yeah. I was just thinking about that while, while you said we played with them a couple of weeks ago for the first time. We were there. And that yeah. was fantastic. Right. The Owls Furniture uh, Tour come, come Home Show. This. Yes. yes. Ah. <laughs> it's it's all great. coming yeah. together now. <laughs> it's great. So, so that's funny. So how much money are we getting for talking about West Edmonton Mall so much? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No shit, eh? We should ask them for a sponsorship. Yeah. But it's weird. It's kind of like people understand the basic rules, you know, for like, traffic or the way things flow outside of the mall but once they get in it's like <laughs> none of that matters you know it's just let's walk in as many different directions as possible seven on yeah. each side <laughs> it's fucking anarchy it is anarchy <laughs> and we had a we had a moment we were in in hanover in germany uh probably about a month ago now and uh murph and i were walking from we stayed with some friends and we were going to meet the other guys and this like kind of army of children just like ran up and i looked and like way down on the other end of the block was the teacher and this maybe four-year-old stops herself and everyone else stops and they're perfectly well regulated and perfectly well organized i was like man if you were doing this in north america these kids would be splattered everywhere (laughs) like the leashes the fact that these four-year-olds understood space and like you know it it was it was madness that some of you were just like you're culturally not capable they're way ahead of there man yeah (laughs) yeah that's socialist mentality. Mm, yeah, you guys have both toured Europe a bunch lately, hey? so yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I went for like fifty days. Yeah, you guys were gone for a while. Yeah, and then Ben, yeah, you guys just kind of got back. You were touring with Owls. Yep. So we did, yeah. How was how was that experience? It was great, man. This was the first. This was our second time over there, but the first time full band. The first tour was like acoustically, and that was mind blowing and just you know a really cool. Um, check mark to put off I think for both of us to just be like wow punk rock has taken us to these places and I know James had kind of a little gnarlier experience in Russia whereas mine was just like everything was so well organized and yeah, Russia doesn't give a fuck. I wanted, to, <laughs> yeah, dude. I was wanted to ask you about Russia, dude. That seems like just such a lovely like, place like, to like play. Like, what means like in, in terms of like the shows are just like no, the shows were awesome and the majority of the people were awesome, but like there's a like. It's fucking crooked there, man. Like, it's just a different climate. Yeah, so it's like we had like contracts where it's like you know we get a certain we get whatever you know like food and lodgings and accommodations and stuff right. like that. And we show up there and we like show them the contract and they're just like, like <laughs> what is this? Yeah, sorry, this? This? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, comrade. And it's like you know if, when I'm like if someone's fucking with me in. Uh, in Canada or like the states or something, I can scream at them until I get my way. But you get these. This first off, these people are fucking scary. Scream right back. Yeah, <laughs> like if they're my age, then they lived through like you know the fall of communism. Yeah. Like, we were staying in places. There was like like the one place, the lobby of a building was just all burnt out, and the guy was like, "Yes, he's like they uh they throw bombs to uh get the uh." Russian supporters to come out. And like, <laughs> Holy fuck, man! Like, Holy fuck! Yeah, so, so like, she's got some history. There's a better way to rally. Yeah, it's, like, history. it's mental, man. Like, um, and you know, having come back and we talked a lot, and like, I had the opposite experience. Like the first time we go over there, and we're just a, some unknown acoustic shitheads. That's right. Cool. Some Union Yang kind of versions of it, stories of it, yeah. experiences. I guess. Well, Germany and Czech and stuff were awesome. 
Yeah. yeah. Like well, I've been to Germany. I'm going to check, though. That's sweet. Yeah. And Slovakia was, was, was able to tell them, like, oh, yeah, man, they're feeding us every night and every morning and giving us hotel rooms and stuff. And they had that all contractually. It just didn't happen. Yeah. Was, but, like, is mental, like, you know, it interconnected, like he's saying about, like, a bombed out um, lobby. Like, we were in Wiesbaden and we played this former slaughterhouse like really renovated just awesome venue and like 20 feet away was like this memorial for where the main loading platform was for like jews and homosexuals okay, and yeah. undesirables I think I saw you post a picture. and like for you know to through the lens of punk rock bringing us around the world to be able to do that but also to be intersecting with these you know hugely important things to consider is pretty pretty uh, incredible experience yeah a lot of a lot of culture yeah I, yeah um, you take in there. That that's awesome though. That you, like like you said, that punk rock has been able to to take you that far. And obviously, like with a big aid of of some serious hard work uh, along the way. I mean, you guys are like you said, you've been hacking out. Well, we, you guys kind of like circuit. What you've both been around for a good ten, eleven years now. I mean, these groups. Like, I've been touring pretty heavy for almost ten years. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. Bad to the scene, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about the, yeah. about that. Like yeah, different absolutely. different bands and stuff like that. But. Um, you know, I'd say about a decade ago, I used to play in a band called On the Brink, and that's, you know, the first time we would go, like, across Canada or down in the States. And, right. You know, and not being any good at what we did, just, you know, you're just a group of friends wanting to play music. And after that long to finally, I think, for both of our bands to be, you know, working with labels and doing some oh, more official feels tours like, feels good. Feels like you guys are really hitting your stride, both of you guys now. That's pretty cool. It's cool yeah. to watch anyway. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's weird for it to be hitting, like, I'm in my... Th- early 30s now like i said i've been doing it for 10 years it's like maybe if i wasn't being such a party animal and being such a dick it might, it might have happened sooner but i'm pretty i'm pretty uh, happy to be like well, there's some more, more controlled now yeah, yeah. I'm, now you're older and wiser yeah. and you know how to handle it better I, i'm actually really appreciative of that can you imagine if we were like 22 yeah, no, i don't dead. think i would have come out of if you I wouldn't have come, come out alive yeah. well, and that's not surprising i mean you see like guys like i don't know why it just comes to mind but you think of guys like an avenged selvin folder Derek wibley from some 41 can right. you imagine being 20 21 years old and having everything at your fingertips like yeah. not only could you probably turn out to be an asshole but like you know that kind of excess you know it's dangerous and i feel really lucky that we have the opportunity to be doing it now yeah yeah no 100 percent. and i mean the music industry has changed so much in even the last 10 years right like oh, yeah. bands like you know like some 41 and gob it's just like you know they had their time through the 90s and the early 2000s and stuff but you don't really see bands sort of like get picked up go on that kind of ride and then stay there mm-hmm. for that long and then have that kind of consistency and um man i read a book a couple of years ago and it was just like kind of talk i think it was one of the dudes from bush who wrote it um but he was just talking about like it takes 10 years to even make it out of your local music scene six to ten years yeah. and then once you've established yourself then you kind of start touring and stuff like that he's like man if you're in a band and you're mid to late 20s don't be surprised if you're not on the road till you're mid to late 30s sort of thing but yeah you kind of see the fruits of your labor and now it's taken to you guys i mean um james you guys just well not recently but you signed with stomp records yeah what's that been like since you guys have sort of teamed up with them it's been cool like they've been around for 25 years yeah and a lot of the like people on that label are my age if not older right so like there's still a lot of fucking crazy dudes on that label but it's like it's fun it's fun when you to like get together and uh just a bunch of we're all very like-minded and hold a lot of the same values and we're all in our 30s like a bunch of the dudes have kids and stuff and yeah you know uh it's it's i don't have much to compare it to but it's nice to be a part of like a a really uh established label like that and it carries a little bit of clout you know like i does people get stoked 
absolutely. Well, first they think that we're going to be like a ska band, and then when we start playing, <laughs> and they're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like this, these guys are dumb. What the fuck's going on here? But, um, no, so it's cool. Like, I, I, I enjoy it, and they're, they're really established in, like, different areas in the music industry, which, of course, helps us out with, you know, after that, after that happened, then we were started looking at more stuff. That was something that got us into be able to do Europe and different kinds of like just, open just working with so new people. Shit, you know, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And actually well, having that path of like being, I mean, would you guys consider yourself career musicians now? If people ask you what you do, um, yeah, I would like to. In a perfect world, <laughs> I, I could consider myself a career musician. I do. Of course, you know, we work together, like, was, we run a bar and I stuff I was going like to say, that. you guys got the home base as the buck, right? I was yeah. Gonna you, like, what's that like? And a lot, that's got to be awesome. And a lot of that is, like, you know, we book shows and we can, you know, we have music and have events that are fun and mm -hmm. it, it kind of lends to that. Yeah. And, like, participating in, in different ways with music. And it's cool, too, of, like, getting those experiences and receiving that hospitality abroad and trying to provide that for musicians here yeah and like you know engage with music in different ways and as much as i think some of that stuff changes as you get older just like it, it's cool yeah working with labels like obviously them with uh stomp and to see all the bands that have been on that and then the label that we're with over in some things stay the same like that yeah. still the punk rock kid that the fact that i can be like oh i'm on the same record label that this other band was on is like that that's a little check mark for the kid in you sure yeah. but obviously you know i mean the career thing would be great uh, that would be really nice to say at some point but well i would i think i would consider myself more a career musician than i would like a career bartender <laughs> yeah <laughs> because that's like that's just a crowd i don't really want to run with yeah. totally those yeah. guys are fucking assholes for the most part so. <laughs> but i suppose yeah. we kind of are true. yeah yeah it's strange like it was never i either of our ambitions like, i never planned on being a bar guy or right. bartending i just I, I literally accidentally started bartending yeah, yeah. me too and um let alone opening a bar and but the fact that you know similarly james and i have you know committed to I mean, we were still driving around sleeping in vans and stuff, yeah, you know, absolutely. then at bartending, it, like it's uh, it, it's just something that lends itself to the lifestyle well, but also does feel good that we have the opportunities to have fun and be complete jackasses, but still participate and offer. It, it's cool seeing like how many of our friends that grew up in the music scene that mm -hmm. now we're the ones providing a lot of that or like running yeah, venues absolutely. and booking shows still. Yeah. Well, and when you talk to like different bands, like bands that are much more successful than we are. A lot of those dudes work in the bar industry, if no. not at least the alcohol industry in some the way. Scene, so to yeah, speak, like quotation marks. Yeah, yeah. Like I find like a lot of those oh, spilt water all in my fucking oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, so like lots of those dudes. Yeah, bartenders or you know work as like beer reps and stuff like that. Yep, or, right. Yeah, I deal with beers. Well, yeah. It's a good connection <laughs> yeah. into the rest of the industry, right? One hundred percent. Music and alcohol yeah. are kind of just totally. Yeah. They're life partners. They're always going to be there together, right? So, so yeah. I love the book, man. Especially since the you know pawn shop closed down. I feel like the book's really holding down like the scene that we love so much thanks man oh, we had a really nice <laughs> we had the rocking for dollars last night which is this yeah. event where craig show right yeah. yeah uh craig yeah craig and so nine bands play started out in halifax there's or some friends we went james actually myself and craig went down to calgary to check that one out so nine bands play three songs each one of which is a cover that we tell them to learn okay and so it might be like a death metal band playing mr brightside by the killers which <laughs> yeah, was yeah, awesome. awesome it was only a kiss <laughs> it was so cool but last night this uh bizarre jazz fusion funk band they improvised a song to go for four minutes and 20 seconds and um oh and then there's like this giant wheel and you spin it and they might win money or they might win my beard or uh, they might have to 
I made like a swamp water drink. They had a chug off. But uh, one of the kids from that jazz band, he was, he was like, man, like this is the best venue in Edmonton since Wonder Bar. And you know, Wonder Bar is a dump. Yeah. But it, uh, but it was like it brought so many people together. So right dumb, you know. It, was, it feels yeah. good that we've kind of been able to provide that. And James worked there as well. So yeah, I was at the Wonder Bar for a couple of years. Well, yeah, like uh, like Brandon was saying it, and just like the fact that I mean, we've had so many venues close and stuff like that. And White Ave is, I, I don't want to say it's on the downturn, but since like the Ice District and the new arena, it seems like a lot of attention has been focused to downtown. But you guys have kind of found a way to like persevere through all that. Like Brandon said, we lost the Pawn Shop, we lost Wonder Bar, we lost Filthies. Yeah, yeah. And at the pawn shop. <laughs> you know, you guys have still kind of found a way to niche out to the punk rock community, the folk community, the I hate this word, the hipster community. Oh yeah, we get. Believe me, we hear it a lot. Right. Yeah. So, um, I get. I guess like, how, is is there a secret to the, to you guys sort of holding on to that niche or like f- something that you found that has just triggered your success? Or I think that a lot of it is just. It, I don't. I think you guys are just doing well, what you love, man. Yeah, like and <laughs> I think if, the fact that we're active people, like yeah. actively involved, mm-hmm. and the, you know, it's. Uh, the Wonder Bar was something that was really awesome for a short amount of time, but it, it was like it, it was a lot of work for one dude to do. Right. Yeah. And we have more of a support system. I feel mm-hmm. like that. Like we all work together. Uh, it's still a lot of work, and there's lots of days where we don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. But yeah. like I, when the Wonder Bar closed down and everyone was having their big fucking boohoo fest and stuff like that. Like I was like I was kind of stoked for Craig. Like he gets he got to move on from it, you know. Break like away it did, from it, it, new, yeah, yeah, it did. Chapter, it, it, yeah, it did suck that it closed down, but it, it it was there for you know four, three or four years or whatever it was, and it was really important while it was there. But like I hung out with him every day, and I could see how it was affecting him, yeah. you know, emotionally and physically and stuff financially. like that. Financially, yeah, right. even more so. Right? Yeah, so it's like but, uh, we actually did a yeah, they're doing a. What the fuck? A documentary about it, and they got us all in there to do um, interviews and stuff. Right. And the, the girl was trying to like, you know, Barbara Walters us and bring <laughs> up all this stuff. Like, we she thought we were gonna start crying, and we're just like, <laughs> no, man. Like, it, it's cool. Like, we're yeah. he's doing good things now, and everyone's moved on. I, I said it. I just thought he's gonna book at the rec room now. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, awesome. well, that's a wicked space too, man. So I haven't been I haven't there. Been yet, it's, it's really cool. It's a really it's a nice theater basically, and yeah. the fact like he said, if they let him do his like quirky kind of odd. You know, off the chart shows. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. Totally. Especially well, in a space like that. That seems. Well, and I think that's one of the things that lent itself well with Buck was. I mean, it does come down to personality and stuff mm-hmm. and what you're into. And we're like, we really started succeeding when we started being idiots and throwing yeah. like these real Dude, silly that, events. I think that's and, what it was like craving, right? The scene on Edmonton was. Or the mm-hmm. scene on what it was don't craving, take right? it like bars just and don't take yourself bands too seriously. And, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we like we had the Wonder Bar anniversary show at Buck the other day, and they showed like this. They had this like video montage, and I think kind of for the same thing. Like some people are like hugging one another and stuff like that but life never and it was cool to see but I look back on that as when like oh that was a period like that was a really cool period of my life but there was a period in my life like nothing should stay the same and And to be completely transparent like James and I have been actually talking about this too in relation to the buck like we've been there for four years and we're starting to wonder of like okay well who is that next group of people that's going to take that over from us and what is the next thing that we want to feel challenged by and it's weird because I love that like that is, is our identity and our social identity but at the same time, you want to be. I think it's the same thing with bands. Like when, if you're recording a new record or with a new record label or going to new places, you crave change, yeah. and that's not something to be 
afraid of. When uh, you start f- stop feeling like nervous about something or like really excited about something, it's it's come with it gets totally. a little stale, right? And something like that, like the Wonder Bar and stuff like that, or the pawn shop, like I think that's what makes it that much more special is it had its time. Yeah. Right? And it, like again, it can't go on forever. It gets stale. Yeah. Exactly. Kinda then you kinda you know, yeah, yeah, you just or the other is, isn't so appealing, obviously, right? You learn to resent it almost. <laughs> totally. That, that's a dangerous thing. Then. Yeah. Or the, and the other side of that coin is like, or, <clears throat> and I don't know how as possible it is anymore, but like you look at, say, like a place like the Commodore, but that's just pure venue, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. like the places, the tricky thing is when you start trying to mix music and business, because oftentimes right. live music is not going to bring you yeah, well, unless finance. You're, you got to yeah. sell alcohol, yeah. right? Unless you are like a... I would, I would love to <laughs> say that we're like, yeah, I, I would love to be part of something that becomes an institution like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like we've done our best with that place for the f- last four years. Yeah. And so. um, we'll, yeah, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Has it been uh playoff crazy during the games? Uh, Here and there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pe- people, well, people in Edmonton have such like, they're so quick to like turn on anything so you know they, they won the yeah, first two right. games out of, out of, out of town so and everyone was so super stoked off. we have then, the best Vegas odds to win the Stanley Cup yeah, everyone's and, losing their goddamn mind and then it's like lose three in a row and it's like yeah. fuck this team you know well, yeah. <laughs> get rid of all of them fuck everybody yeah, they, uh, Minnesotans are the same yeah they got, they, they got lit up you know 7 nothing or something on the yeah. game 3 and everyone was just like yeah you know fuck this like yeah, right. so like the next game we were empty and we're like uh, I haven't even worked Oh, I, I did work one, but I, at the time I hadn't worked one, and they sent me home. They're like, yeah, like, this this is fucking, there's no one here. It's like, weird at this time of year, and I mean, we haven't had this for a decade, but how the mood of the city goes up and down as this team wins and loses. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and it's crazy that, like, I mean, because in Edmonton, like, we don't have, like, the NBA or the NFL or, like, those other major sports. So it's like, this is all people have. But at the same time, an event like this, it's crazy how people, like, kind of culminate together. And yeah. you just I'm like when we did our, our hip hop show at the Needle, and then we won, and it was a home game. It was just like twelve hundred people downtown, and everyone's mm-hmm. just that, loving life. That, like, that's the difficult thing is like the winning, like on a bar level, like winning and losing, like that overtime loss when we were up three, three and one, three nothing, yeah. three nothing. Yeah, yeah. That fucked us so hard because for an hour and a half, eleven to twelve thirty on a Friday night at the bar, everyone's not drinking, just staring at a TV, and I was like, motherfuckers, drank. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like. If and like you've seen it in live music shows, like mm-hmm. if it's game night, like that striker show, and those guys, like those guys sell out the, heard, man, those yeah. guys sell out the Starlight Room routinely, and this yeah. is their album release, but everyone's watching hockey. Yeah. But we have like, for example, we have a show tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow with uh, Eamon McGrath and Counterfeit Jeans and Betrayers, and it's this like a sweet show, it's an awesome show, but you got to plan yeah. around hockey, yeah. right? Yeah. And if you win, if we win, and then we have a badass rock and roll show after, it's going to be Kill. electric. Yeah. If you lose. I feel real bad for Eamon because he's an amazing musician. These people yeah. are going to be like, oh, fuck this, I'm going home. Yeah. yeah. But it also, like, not only does it dictate the nights that are busy, but it also dictates that the other nights aren't as busy. Mm-hmm. And But you know what, man? Like, there's a lot of people growing up that have never had a playoff op right. atmosphere and opportunity. Exactly. And our city's changing right now. It's it's cool. No, it, yeah, it, it absolutely cool. is cool. And I, and I think, like, things are a lot different than, like, 10 years ago. Like, I haven't seen any, like, real sort of, like, craziness in terms of, like, people getting messed up and trying to like destroy property and stuff like that but then i feel at the same time everyone's probably grown up like all the people who were doing that 10 years ago 
they're all 10 years older. They're in their 30s now or in, in their late, late 20s, right? Like, I, was, I was 18 when that went. Yeah, exactly. So the first time. Yeah. We're 30 now. So well, 30 I never now. burnt anything, but I was running around on rooftops watching oh, all of it. I was running yeah. around. I almost yeah. got pepper sprayed for giving some girl a piggyback ride. I was just like, she just like jumped on my back. I was like, cool, let's run around. And this like SWAT guy just like comes up and like rips her off my back. She's like, hey, what are you doing? I was like, just having fun, man. Like, yeah. what are you doing? He's like, you want to go in the cage? And I was like, no, <laughs> like for what? One of our friends. You want to wrestle? <laughs> One of our friends out in um, Van. He lives in Vancouver now. Right. Perhaps we'll leave him nameless, but uh, he was on the front page of the Sun with just a circle around with a line through it, and he's just Oilers jersey burning all these pallets and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about it, it, and maybe this is really broad, but I feel culture ha- has within North America changed, not completely, mm-hmm. but like. The emphasis on alcohol, I think, is very different. Yes. Maybe this is from running a bar, but like 10 years ago and, and beyond when we graduated high school, tell me if I'm right or not, but it didn't seem like traveling was all that common of people like going abroad for months on end. Oh, I don't think so. And like only a couple people that I knew did that, right. whereas now... It's like the thing to do. Because like our yeah. owners will ask us, like, what, where are all these 20-year-olds that spend 150 bucks each night? I'm like, they're not here, man. A, we're a cheap bar. Yeah. But... It's expected now of younger people that you go, you travel, you have these experiences. There's yep. more, there's more of an em- cultural emphasis on having experiences than just getting wasted, yeah. right. which is great. A lot of that's due to, I mean, like Facebook and stuff, man. Too, I mean, now everyone's sharing their pictures and stuff like that, and people are like, oh, well, I, I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, what says I can't it's, do that? Like, it, look well, at that. I, I could be there. I could do that. It's everyone knows now that it's very affordable. Yeah. And like, I'm sure it was just as affordable 10, 15 years ago, if but no one knew. So, right? Yeah. yeah. Unless you like actually researched it, and you're like, yeah. oh, I can go to Thailand for nine hundred dollars. Like, get, get fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think there's also the negative side of it too, of like that of this photo culture that we have now and Facebook of like living online but the other side of it for the bars is like previously you, to connect That's with communities episode. <laughs> yeah I don't want to get too yeah. bad but like on a bar perspective um, you know like I remember growing up and us going to like punk rock nights or you go to metal nights or something like that for whatever interest that you had to connect with people but now at any point you can go online or on Instagram and you know exactly what's going on there 100%. who's there and you can connect with that community online so because I remember when people were like man we're relaunching metal night I'm I wish they'd be successful. Like, good luck, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you know, that. well, the live feeds I think have really uh, attributed to that too, because everyone wants to watch. It's not just about like seeing a status or reading something. out. everyone wants to watch it happen as it's happening, right? And and a big thing I've noticed too uh, with a lot of the bands I follow is everything. Every time they announce something, it's like a live video on Facebook, and they don't yeah. start it until there's like 50 people watching, right? And it's it's just sort of weird how. Well, I mean, and we're definitely in the age where like the cell phone is becoming the television and the television is becoming the radio, right? Every yeah. Everything you need is literally right in front of your face. Yeah. We have the wealth of human knowledge in our pockets. Absolutely. Yeah. The entirety. Yeah. 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 It's we fucked. Do, yeah. <laughs> you want to learn how to install a sink? It takes two seconds. Yep. Yeah. 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 Anything you want to do. I think that also might attribute to uh, like a decline in um, post-secondary education and stuff like that because, I oh. mean, now a lot of things that you can, like you said, you spend whatever, how much, $40,000 on an Oxford education, but you can pretty much learn it online. What, what's they saying? Goodwill hunting? It's like, you're going to come to the realization that you just dropped 100 grand of your parents' money that you could have <laughs> yeah. got for a library cat. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. So, oh, dude. And, and <laughs> library cat. That was, what, 15 years ago that movie came out, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you got it. You like apples? Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people are coming to, like, the conclusion that like when i was growing up all we were taught was like school is the most important thing like 
yeah. obviously I wasn't listening, but no, yeah. like, <laughs> that's all they told us. But like, you know, I I don't think that even like a high school diploma is like as as important as they made us no. think it was going to be. No. You know, like I, I think they're. Like it's a good thing to have. Yeah, but. sure, <laughs> should have it. Really, yeah. but, I think it, uh, I think it was a cultural thing that we're kind of yet seeing some of its like irrelevance because it was particularly like per, post World War II was the first time that broad groups of people had access to university and it became right. this base level qualification that guaranteed a living wage, which previously wasn't a thing, and now no, like we've culturally like most the whole idea. I think the, I've been reading a lot about it. The whole idea of uh, people having one career or mm-hmm. job is also kind of on its way out yeah, that you can do one thing to like make ends meet and stuff and honestly like university degrees I I, I see the Not use that in it bad I, no oh, I mean I, I went like yeah. I well if you want to be a doctor to, you need it right I used there. to listen to like a lot of dropkick murphys and stuff and I remember one to like Drop out, not go to university, so I could work in a warehouse. But then worked construction for That's a few what I years. Did. <laughs> and I'm like fuck this. Jack of all but trades, um, it's it's so prohibitively expensive that doesn't guarantee you anything. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, the I debt you face think, when you come out. I think the big everyone wants the experience of going to college or university, right? Like the end goal isn't really like a main thing. It's the experience of going yeah. to college. That's well, it's well, huge in the states. Yeah, like I, all my friends, the thing is, if you can afford it, is you graduate high school, you go away for college, then you settle into your career. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you were saying something. I cut oh, I was no, I was just gonna say like from kind of what we were talking about before, like you know if people don't just have the one career anymore. It's like what you thought you wanted to be out of high school is not what you want to be like when you're no. done college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I know uh, tons of people that like have, you know, English degrees and stuff and they don't, yeah, you <laughs> for one, you, and they, well, you write at, at least a little bit, I hope. Yeah. But, uh, lots of people <laughs> Thanks, like they don't, yeah. they don't, they don't use it at all. They're just yeah. like, it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I got an English degree, but now I'm a, you know, well, it's Alberta, so they're probably like a yeah. fit or something like that. Like, like they make good money, yeah. and it's good, honest work. I actually did get let go of my last writing job. Oh, yeah? Just with the band in the buck, I just wasn't like, I turned in a dog shit article, and they just <laughs> they, they just stopped emailing me. <laughs> was it like... We're good, Mrs. Was it like a BuzzFeed-type article? It's like, it was for that Georgie magazine. Oh, yeah. So, Nathan, if you're listening to this, sorry, bud. But uh, it was on Mac DeMarco. Sucked. Well, <laughs> so it, was, it was all right. Like when I'm you sure finished right. writing it, yeah, did they, you know that it your sucked? Heart's like, your heart's not in it. It's not no, 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 no. But yeah. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend myself a little bit here. Uh, yeah, Nathan, fuck you, Matt. No, um, like <laughs> <laughs> the, the questions that they gave me, like the answers, like so, you like playing music? Like, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna write about? Very monotonous like, and yeah. dreary. Right? Yeah. All you gotta ask Mac about is cigarettes. And, <laughs> yeah. It's your favorite kind of dirt. Yeah. Vice rice, vice rice. Bad, I love it. Okay, right on. Well, uh, let's let's take a break. Let's play some tunes. I think we're gonna play a song for David. Oh, from great! Worst days down off the. That's off the new record, right? Or the most recent release? Yes, just Elsewhere. came out like uh, yeah, about a month ago, and obviously a song that's pretty pretty important to us and about a friend that we lost a few years ago. So yeah, thanks for playing that. That's cool. Awesome. Well, this is a song for David by Worst Days Down on the Scott Love and Slim Jones Show. We'll be right back with James Renton and Ben Sir.
and we're back on the Scott Love and Slim Jones show on gradio.ca, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you may be listening to it. That was a song for David by Worst Days Down, sitting here in Bachelor Castle Studios today with Ben Sir and James Renton. Great track, man. Thank love, you very lo- much. Love that. Um, like, like you said, you kind of wrote that for a friend that, that recently passed away. Yeah, it would have been uh, three years ago, actually, in uh, this past January. Yeah. So so probably a pretty emotional writing process in, into that tune. Yeah, man. It was... Um, I'm, I'm really happy with how it came out because I had a very distinct moment. Like, he played in a band. James has had to hear me say this speech a lot, but I don't mind... It's re- repetition because I think it's positive. Um, he played in a band called Energetic Action, uh, like this like anarcho punk band, and okay. uh, it was all about with that ethos of living positively and energetically and impacting people. And I didn't want to write like the slow the minor chord. Yeah, 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 I can't yeah. believe you're gone. Like, don't get me wrong; those are very valid feelings. But I wanted to write an upbeat one for him, an and homage to his punk rock, his yeah. how he lived yeah. his life. Almost. And it's yeah. cool because every night we get to play it, and I say that same speech, and I get to keep talking about our friend and know like we our families grew up together and he was my little brother's best friend growing up and uh you know it feels good to see his parents and be able to know that we're keeping their son's name in the dialogue that's super awesome man yeah. um so that's off the new record elsewhere yes sir and you guys are just about to go out on the road and sort of start, start promoting that well the last few months have been pretty gnarly we uh right before the record came out in march we were all throughout western canada and then we went over to europe for a few weeks and then back throughout canada and now we're going east to puta fest in montreal and then uh, that's kind of the after this one is kind of like uh, aside from a few shows in june kind of the first block of touring for the album right and then we're just kind of planning for the next one but yeah it feels like we've really by the by the time it'll be done we'll have done between nine and ten weeks of touring in the last couple in the last few months Fuck yeah <laughs> you guys are going with audio rock too right um, not on this one. We're going no. with the Old Wives, uh, okay. uh, who don't have a drummer because their drummer's in Japan with Teenage Ball Rocket. I was just say yeah. <laughs> but we were with Audio Rocketry. Okay. We share members, and Kevin yep. he also yep. plays in Fire Next Time with yep. James. Yep. So that guy, globe trotting bastard, has been <laughs> everywhere. And uh, yeah, it, it feels good to obviously have for the first time to have like label backing and like having things like a publicist and stuff. You like you guys did, what was Gunner Records that helped you through you up there? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That that kind of came about from our first time and they've worked with like some Gaslight yeah, Anthem, say, Frank some Turner. Big name, big name bands. So we're definitely probably amongst the le- least known, but to have that with us and just to know that we're hitting the road hard, like it, it just feels like we're doing right by it yeah. and that we waited this long in order to do it properly and James and the Fireboys are getting ready to do the same. I'm really excited to hear this new album that I have yet to hear none of. Jerk. Yeah, yeah. tell us about the new album. Let's. Um, well, f- for Fire Next Time, like we kind of have like a reputation of being like a sad, folky, uh, punk rock band. Uh, since like our first album, we've kind of taken out a little bit of like the folky elements, and uh, but it's still lots of like sad bastard songs. <laughs> right. Uh, kind of like with the the song of Ben's that we just listened to, like we tried to keep the album in this new one is uh, we tried to keep it in major chord as much as we could. Right. Like we wanted, uh, uh, we got a couple new members, uh, Nick who used to play in the Johnsons and Garrett who used to play in the Wolf Note. Uh, they've been helping the process a lot, and Garrett especially is like really good for. Uh, we call it sniffing out hooks. Like he can <laughs> write something and make it really catchy. So we're going like that. Like, th- like the songs are still r- really they're The subject matter stays the same. There's lots of, you know, 
Some bastard lyrics. <laughs> battling, <laughs> battling with my own demons. Um, but yeah, we it's it's more of like a a, a major chord punk rock record and we got rid of the fucking banjo and stuff like that so. <laughs> i'm really curious to hear that. i didn't yes. know you were doing that yeah, yeah no, there's no banjo cool. on this record and no, like, banjo, so the major chords. It oh the major chords yeah yeah it's uh both i'm excited to hear both yeah you singing it in like a high uh, falsetto yeah. <laughs> <laughs> auto-tune yeah. i fucking hate myself <laughs> we had we don't like so go on for whatever reason uh, we didn't have a lot of choruses in our other songs too in these songs like they have got choruses and like I said hooks and you know catchy bridges and stuff but right. yeah it's still me talking about how many ways I can you know kill myself drink myself to death yeah. so you guys are going back to Vancouver to record that is that right yeah Jesse Gander at Rain City Recorders is going to do it for us it's, uh, they over the past couple of years since we've been there last they've got a brand new studio so we're stoked to go check that out right on so do you have sort of a preemptive release no that kind of falls into uh, the label and what they have planned for right. the for the year okay uh, when we got signed to stomp they signed like a handful of new bands that okay. all had records ready yeah so everybody now is now putting their new records out at the same time so i'm not sure ray, what their ray uh you, what's the, sorry ray gun ray gun just yeah. put out a record yeah, about a week right. ago yeah and i know isotopes just put one out real mckenzie's real oh, mckenzie's yeah, just yeah, put yeah. one out um they were all just ray here gun i think releases on friday I think the record is the record is out, but I think they're yeah they're like they've, Edmonton release yeah, yeah and they've yeah. got they've got a pretty decent tour lined up I think mm. well, yeah they're awesome. doing like the day before like the Friday of Pootsa Fest they're in Toronto opening for Lagwagon I always yeah, wanted to go so to they're Pootsa on Fest <laughs> it's, it's wild man yeah. I think the sketchiest night of my life is, like, <laughs> oh man Where, do you want to tell us about it it's in, in Montreal, Montreal. <laughs> Montreal yeah. I think a lot of people have like I've had a lot of sketchy fun. nights in Montreal I was gonna say oh. I've had a lot of but fucking I'll, fun I'll, in I want to hear about the sketchiest night of your life this sounds like a good story I had a sketchy one too that's kind of funny um well I'm sure James can really I just delivery drug dealers man and like yeah. okay i'm, like, <laughs> I'm not no fucking get you and I'm, I'm not i've never really been a big drug guy like i haven't done drugs for years and there was just a few years where i was curious sure and i obviously started a bunch of speed and next thing it, I, I had a moment of clarity when i was just about 10 in the morning i was still awake and i was trying to think of ways to go to tire sleep. myself out <laughs> and i was just about to run up Mont Royal. Yeah. So I'm going to run up a mountain. <laughs> looking around, I'm all, my hair is all like scuffed up. And I'm just grinding my face off. And yeah. Yeah. Drugs weren't long for me after that. <laughs> I, I don't think I slept that entire weekend that we were there last. I haven't been there for two years. This was two years ago? Yeah, 2015. Yeah. And uh, the last show, me and Ben went down. I can't remember if we cabbed. Or if we walked, but we went to go see Mobina Galore play at the TRH Club, and then we had to go see John Creedon play at Piranha Bar, Fridolure, which is oh right, right, yeah, yeah. right below Piranha Bar, and uh, we we walked and then we cabbed one way or the other. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, and then we were watching John Creedon, and it was his first like uh, full band thing that he was doing. He was the last person playing Puzza Fest. And I was so strung out and tired that I took my shoes off and like my feet were just like bloody and disgusting. <laughs> and I, I just fell asleep <laughs> sitting at a table with like a half eaten plate of fries in front of my face. Putin. Yeah, <laughs> I was just I was poos it out, man. Like it was, happens. Like at yeah. fest or poos. Like we're we're oh, playing fest, yeah. Fuck. We're playing this Sunday this year and like 
it's great because we're not playing at the same time as any other like huge bands that like right. I, I, I would really want to see, which is tough. But there is also the danger that people have been going so hard that by Sunday that they don't give I'm not getting up for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just got nothing left. Yeah. The things that I've seen people put into their bodies at fucking Pooza Fest <laughs> is like... And it's it's cool this year. Like I guess all the because we walked all that way. That all the venues are a yeah. lot closer this yeah, year. Yeah, they 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 changed their layout so you don't have to go too far to get anywhere. That's cool. That greasy strip club is a uh, venue. Cleopatra's. Yeah, it's a venue. It's a venue for the festival. Oh, really? Yeah. We had some fun there. I remember to go in a crazy after hours club. <laughs> I, I I'm not a strip club dude <laughs> normally. It, Montreal and Portland are kind of the exceptions. Right. But we just went there. Are the rules got, we left real quick. It was great. It, it was yeah, dark. I was gone in a second. Like I like I I have nothing but respect for pe- for strippers and for people that want to. That's their business. Probably but stronger like, than all of us here. It, it just the the whole situation makes me a little uncomfortable because I'm like more of a social drunk mm-hmm. and like with the exception of portland like i there's nothing like you have to go to strip clubs when you're in portland okay it's but just like, where people go it's part of yeah, the culture but, sh- gotcha. <laughs> oh yeah oh they have the oh, more shit, eh? more strip clubs per capita of anywhere else in, really that strip the club North karaoke America. bars strip yeah. club fire breathing bars vegan strip bars like it's just where like office workers and yeah. punk rockers and college kids that's there's where you go <laughs> so and it's but also it's more of a comfortable atmosphere there like if you go to a strip club in the states or in canada like those girls are hustling to make you have dances because that's where they make their money right and i get that but i don't want a stranger to be touching me and yeah. rubbing their butt on my face and stuff like that oh so just... i so i'm always saying no to these dances and they can get quite pushy and stuff and then i'm just like you know what i don't like this i also there's lots of people in my life that i love and i like to hang around with but i don't like them when they're in strip clubs yeah because they're just different people yeah they change i'm just always confused like what to do with my hands like well you're not supposed to you're not supposed to do anything with your hands that's the rule (laughs) well in edmonton apparently i know that's the rule but it's just like you're rubbing up everything in here, and then I got all these well, emotions going on well, down here, and, and I'm that's, just like, that, "That's the reason I like Portland is because like here, like I mean, a just the act of like hurling somebody, somebody I'm not down with that, but like here it's like some greasy guy in the microphone, like, hey, no, yeah, and that's so down in Portland, <laughs> like we our van exploded, and we were there for like three days, and I just saw an ad, I was like, stripper karaoke, what is this all about? It's just got to be hilarious. And every Hooked. time we go, we go to the Devil's Point. It's amazing. So you go up there, and I was singing Dancing in the Dark while somebody is just topless dancing next to you, and there's, like, <laughs> office workers there. And I was like, yeah. this is wicked. And Brilliant. We've gotten to know some of the people that work there and stuff, and they're like, one of them was saying, like, this is the equi- social equivalent of me bartending back in Michigan. What if you played a show while someone was stripping there? <laughs> I would only do that in Portland. Yeah, I've been asked. I used to be kind of uh, involved in, like, the burlesque community. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. used to, like, to help them book their shows and stuff like that. And yep. I, there was a couple times it was brought up to have, like, girls dancing while we were playing. And yeah. I'm just not comfortable with that yeah, either. Yeah, so sure. I might do it in Portland, like he was saying. Like, <laughs> um, it's like a it's, special city. Yeah. Well, I, when we went to Portland, we went down because we were – Fire Next Time was going on tour with uh, Good Riddance and Off With Their Heads. Yep. And they were playing Portland and Seattle. So me and Ben went down a couple days early to, like, meet the guys and just hang out. And I'd never been to Portland before. so And I was like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to do the strip club thing. Like, it's not my jam. But being down there and being a part of, like, the culture of it was fine because, like, we are just, like, hanging out with, like, girls who just happened to be naked but talking about, like – I was stoked because I think X Files had just been added to to <laughs> Netflix. Netflix. So yeah. I was talking about X Files with this girl who was 
genuinely interested in talking I heard about X Files. Season yeah. coming out, a new season. Yeah, yeah. I, seriously, just like one and done kind of thing. One more season to like. I uh, twelve, I think. I I, I was. I only kind of liked the newest season that yeah. came out a couple years ago. Yeah. There was a couple really good episodes. The best episode I thought was the one with the guy from Fri- Flight of the Concords. Oh, when, absolutely! Yeah, when he was a were human. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> <It was laughs> yeah. so well, werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, yeah. That movie, What We Do in the Shadows. That's a great movie. Yeah. I, uh, Slim. It sounds like we're going on another hiatus and taking a trip to Portland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just feel like I need hooked, to experience man. this now. I, I have to go and see for myself. Yeah. I just I trust you guys, but now I need some. Physical evidence. So, the (laughs) devil's points on Sunday nights. You shan't regret it. You shan't regret it. Well, you mentioned off with your heads. You guys are just about to hit the road with them again. Coming up in June, is that right? We are. Yeah, yeah, we we're we're touring out to do our record. Our record. We start tracking it on June third, and then the second we're done, we hit the road. Hit the road. We play that night on our last day of recording. Oh wow, that's kind of cool. It's cool how like that's gonna feel cool. Yeah, doing that previous tour with good and like. Music is so much about those relationships, so to see that you and that band have created ones. Yeah, well, like, Ryan, he printed, like, we became friends. I was I was on a lot of pills on that tour, so I thought, I walked away from that thinking he thought that was a big weirdo. Mm-hmm. So I just started, like, this new kind of medication, and I was really fucked up. But <laughs> apparently, he liked me enough that he offered this tour for us, and he printed some t-shirts for us uh, gave us like a sweet deal when we went down to Fest. Yeah. He drove them across the country for us. Like he's just wow. a good dude. Awesome. So Super sweet. he has he has quite the reputation on him, but he's yeah, yeah. he's nice and we get along quite well. So yeah, he called me a piece of human garbage. He called you a piece of human garbage yeah, when we went. We're both from <laughs> Minneapolis, Ryan. And after the Calgary show, I was concussed and I didn't realize it. <laughs> James and I went to go hang out with Ryan and we. We started talking about old <laughs> Minneapolis bands, and he was, I, I mentioned this one pop punk band. Was, you piece of complete human garbage. <laughs> it was like a few days earlier. I was like, hey, man, I'm from Minneapolis, too. And he's like, oh, yeah. It was just kind of awkward. I was like, well, that didn't go well. And finally, after a few drinks, he's he's just a very outgoing personality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I wanted to say. Uh, when we were talking about Poots Fest, sorry, and as James will make fun of me because I'm a cheesy dude, and um, a piece of human garbage. Yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 2015, I think for me was just like uh, we just finished Europe and we flew into Toronto yeah. the day that Fire Next Time got into Toronto. Oh, we went cool. and watched Iron Sheik. Kennedy was there. And Fuck man, I want to see Iron Sheik for so long. Oh, and I I just I I played Fest this year and yeah. or last year and I was making my way to every. Iron Chic show the, the whole weekend it was amazing. Punk rock bands. Oh, they're amazing! Yeah. Yeah. And so like, to be in Toronto with these you know, us and Al's just haven't done this thing, and to meet some of our best friends there, and then we go off to Pootsa Fest for this bloody foot, excessive oh. gross <laughs> weekend, weekend of debauchery. But there was some wholesomeness. Like we one day we just had everybody over for brunch at this Airbnb, and I was yeah, like, yeah. honestly, man, like that's one of my fondest balance, memories. Right? You got balance a little bit of both. Right? Oh, it's one of my fondest memories of music ever was meeting these guys there and then having this weekend together on the, this great city on the other side of the country having just accomplished something cool. Like, man, Living like that's... dream, dude. That's the only way I can put it. <laughs> Ups and downs, I mean, that comes with yeah. its ups and downs, of course. Man, just thinking about that Pooza weekend makes my fucking teeth hurt, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't, do, I don't do cocaine or any other drugs, so I'm fine. Like, I'm just hungover. That, a hangover, a hangover, own, a, yeah. a hangover is worse than a cocaine hangover. I would have to agree with you. I'd have no, no, no. This show is completely uncensored. If I would say whatever I want. Would you right now, like tomorrow, I would, I would die. We, would you die? No, I would. Want, <laughs> I, would, I, would I would want to. Yeah. I, like it, it, 
That's why I don't do drugs. It doesn't. Dude, I swear it's better now than probably the last time you did. No. Yeah, I was. I was telling him because we went out for John's birthday on Sunday. No fucks given. And I hadn't really drank in a whole lot. And well, no, for like I had I hadn't drank in for like the last like couple months or whatever, and I just got lit up. And I woke up the next day, and I was supposed to meet Ben at work at noon. And I woke up at two. There's no way. And I was like, holy fuck, man, I'm so sorry. I'll be there. He's like, you know what? Don't even worry about it. And thank God he said that because I was so destroyed from my hangover. <laughs> but I went into my kitchen and I popped a half of Percocet. And then I was like, I was like butter, man. Like just like laying in bed. Just like, whoo, feel good. Right. Like drugs are, drugs are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Percocets are fantastic. See, I, yeah, maybe I'm just Percocets, used, yeah. so used to Percocets because unlike you, the last few months I have been drunk all yeah, the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, weird. Like, years ago, I went out, there was like three consecutive years where I pretty much didn't drink. And then now I'm older and I drink more. That's not good. But uh, like, social thing. With the, uh, yeah, well, when, you, when you're always at the bar. Yeah, but exactly. I was t- supposed to be teaching James what's going Studio on days. tour is splitting up these responsibilities, teaching him everything. And I was like, once I heard back from John, I was like, yeah, we were up till six in the morning. I'm like, eh, hey, he's not coming in. <laughs> Yeah, when, I, when I party with wasn't John, from lack of per- trying, man. as soon as the fucked. Jägermeister comes out, I'm like, I need a safe place to sleep, like right now. Like, where am I gonna end? <laughs> because as soon as the Jägermeister comes out, I'm like, sleep. this night's getting out of control. Like, like even even sleep. even for that night, like I was like, okay, when those guys were doing Jäger bombs and stuff, I was like, I'll just drink vodka. Yeah. Vodka's like my drink anyway. I'll stay stay away from you know the brown liquors and stuff right. like that. You know, it gets to be a certain point in the night where none of that fucking matters yeah, anymore. You don't even, you it's like, even it's like, yeah, yeah. it's like, could, could I just eat this green bottle whole? Like, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, Derry, Derry. Well, I remember, man, I just back sorry, we did, uh, we did Jimmy Jimmy's birthday party at Union, and they had like three towers of like pre-poured oh uh, yeah shots. And like half, half of the people they expected to come out like didn't come out. So I remember like me and Walter even got there like super early, like eight thirty. We're like, man, there's no one here. And like, literally, I probably did twenty seven Jaeger bombs that night. And I'm like, so I don't even know how I got them down. I'm like, on the Red Bull can, well, you're not supposed to prob- consume this much Red Bull ever. <laughs> half of them probably came out. I'm and sure. the, the guy <laughs> who the next morning, yeah, the guy who set that up, like the Jaeger dude or whatever. Yep. I see him all the fucking time, and he's always like, "Hey, man, you remember that night with all the fucking Jaeger?" And I'm like, "So it was epic for he does that oh, for a living, and it's yeah, epic but for like, him. I wasn't there. Like, I don't know who he thinks I am, or who he thought was me, yeah. or what happened. But I'm like, fuck, man, I've told you like ten times, that's yeah, not me. I wasn't there, man. Yeah. I wasn't there. Sounds cool. Yeah. Were you guys at the Gasworks last night, man? They had this band crucial taunt. Yeah, Phil, yeah. we were there. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, uh, let's let's play another tune. Uh, I think we're gonna do. Is it cool to play Hellfire Damnation? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, so we're gonna play some fire next time on the Scott Love and Slim Jones Show. We'll be right back with Ted and James. I am the calm I am the invincible 
Back on the Scott Love and Slim Jones show. That was Hellfire and Damnation by Fire Next Time. Sitting here in the studio today with Ben Sir of Worst Days Down and Mr. James Renton. Boys, again, thank you so much for uh, coming it's down getting best. weird. Uh, talking yeah, about thanks. Oh, we could have combo. gotten weirder, I'm sure. It, it, it we'll we'll book another weirder, one. We'll yeah. plan another one. We all got a little more. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. We'd love I to. I know we all got super Yeah, maybe when you, when you guys are back and everything chills out and stuff like that. And, oh, that'd uh, be great, man. Yeah, well, I think, well... I think for both our bands, stuff is going to be still kicking in high gear. For oh, you guys going to be popping be a, up for a bit. <laughs> it's going to be a. It's going to be a, a fun year. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. try to get uh, Kennedy on the next one too. Oh, yeah. for sure, so that, that's got to happen. And then, and then you know. We'll switch those water bottles out for some, for some, <laughs> for some men's beverages. In. You guys will need that. That have to be like a Planet Earth series, man. Well, just dude, like we'll, we'll just we'll book the whole night off. Everyone you know, come and, with like a topic, and then just like we'll fire away for as long as we want. I don't know how you're gonna EQ him with these microphones when he's like holding it like a hardcore kid the whole time. Yeah, so like we were at the yeah. buck last week. Oh yeah. 
I'm stoked. This is gonna be much good. love to John. We <laughs> yeah. love you. Buddy. No, thanks. We're just, we're just razzing you. Let's thanks, go thanks a lot for yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot for having yeah, us, and we'd love to love to talk again, man. This was fun. Yeah, yeah it was good, boys. Well, uh, best of luck on your tours, and yeah. respectively, and the new recordings. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I know you guys travel far away, and uh, and again, thanks for coming to the deep dark recesses of the I guess, west end of Edmonton. I guess just some closing <laughs> thoughts, if you could leave one piece of your uh, world of wisdom to young kids looking to start punk rock bands, what, what would you say? Don't go to Russia. <laughs> uh, Noted. Be nice and work hard. That's simple as yeah. that. Be you, sweet. On the, Just, you you want to hear... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, like we were talking, it was actually a gentleman's pack and stuff, and they had said like, it was nice to hear that. You know, it took us a long time, I think, to get these opportunities, but like... Uh, providing you know positivity to to other people whether not for your own self-benefit or whatever like work hard grind you will get more opportunities and be nice along the way because why why not Absolutely. you know and giving with positively the- represent your communities and your cultures by doing that you don't know? don't burn the bridge that you look to cross in the unforeseen future giving without the yeah. notion of receiving absolutely yeah Leave yeah, don't be, don't be a butt. Don't be a butt. <laughs> so many people are butts <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> like. true. Just in life, don't be a butt. Yeah, uh, totally. All right, well, uh, I think we're going to play elsewhere to close the show, if that's cool with you, my man. Absolutely. That's great, man. Thank you. Uh, Scott Levin, Slim Jones Show. Have a great See night, Edmonton. Thanks, Brad. Cheers. Thanks. You got to have that just one stop. They had a pocket full of job They had an 18 hour job And just to give you the most nights You got a memory
We're breaking, we're leaving 